Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Listen to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob Stance. I am Jen Spangler. Fudge. <laughs> Spangler was the first one to pop in my head. Um, I'm David Zedmore. Oh. Wow, nobody picked Bill Murray. I'm not, I was. I thought I was uh, leaving that open for everybody by taking Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, but it's Venkman. I mean, Venkman's kind of the jerk of the group. Oh, yeah, but you got to know your audience. He, he's not the weirdo of the group, though. That's... No, well, that's the thing. Like, if we had to pick, like, which character from that movie would we want to hang out with? For us, Venkman is like the last choice. I, I'm <laughs> hanging with Venkman more than I'm hanging with Stance. That guy's weird. <laughs> He probably has good stories. Yeah, though. stories about getting a bead from a ghost. I didn't say they were good stories; they were interesting stories. Definitely not stories you would have wanted to be there for, but but yeah. And then he's just going to start talking about crystal skulls. I don't know. I I kind of want to taste the vodka from a crystal skull. I would at least like to have a crystal skull on my shelf, even if the vodka tastes like crap. Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, it is The Haunting of Griffin Rock, uh, first aired in the non-spooky month of July, uh, the 28th, 2012. Look, any month can be spooky if you try hard enough. Well, I suppose that's true. Yeah, um, uh, all these 2020 memes about months, no, do do not tempt the fates of (laughs) ghost invasions. Yeah, every month of this year has been pretty spooky so far. I'm just mm. saying that for some people, November 1st is half-price candy day. For some of us, it's oh, half-price yeah. home decorating day. <laughs> oh, a little, little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> uh, and this, uh, this, La- uh, uh, last year I got a candy and a giant skull. Well, skull-sized skull. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is written by, uh, Steve Aranguren. Uh, this is, this is his first, oh, uh, and only Transformer script. Uh, written a lot of other kids' TV. Um, also developed whatever Cuckoo Harajuku is. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the character designs are looking... It's like if you crossed anime with brats. That rings a... Yeah, bell. I didn't realize that was anything additional to a toy line. I just thought that was just a toy line. I guess I did see that pop up as a show on, like, some streaming thing I was going through. And so, yeah, we open. It is a dark and stormy night. Yes. The best kind. And uh, local truck driver Jerry, uh, who I... This is the first time we're seeing him, I believe. This is not the usual truck driver who's driving the truck full of poison. Definitely the yeah. first time I've heard that accent, because that is the worst, like, redneck accent I think I've possibly ever heard. It's not great. It is, I'm, ge- I'm going to say, even worse than my impression of Ironhide. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even sure what the accent was trying to aim for. It seemed Every to be- time I look into a monitor, prime <laughs> my circuit sizzle. My circuit sizzle. Well, the, the problem with you doing an Ironhide accent is we have Jen here who could do it spot well, on, yes. which is uncanny. 
you you have Jen here who thought that was actually just how people talked until she was like twelve. <laughs> Why is Ironhide the only guy on the show with a normal voice? <laughs> everybody, everybody else sounds like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. The accent is not great. Yeah, he's driving. He's dri- it, uh, that he's voiced by Shannon McCain, who is uh, also uh, Graham's voice actor. Huh. Oh. So yeah, he is. Uh, he's driving. Uh, you know, along the uh, the the seashore. He's, uh, he's in in an armored truck, and then he is frightened by a, a spectral woman. He swerves off of S-curves down by the seashore. Yep. <laughs> because of a spectral sea lady? No. So yeah, she just looks like a Edwardian slash Victorian older lady in just like a dress and also as yeah, a ghost. It's, it's, so it's a full torso apparition. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was hard to place, like, what her outfit is trying to be time period-wise, but I guess maybe I don't know enough about older time period dresses. Yeah, it, she, you know, she looks like she's off the cover of Wuthering Heights or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it's somewhere more than a hundred years and less than a thousand years yeah. ago. Keith Cliff, it's me, I'm Kathy, I've come home. Yes. Mm. Anyway, the, uh... So they, the, the rescue bots and the Burns family, they head out. They find, they, they do find Jerry. The truck is gone. Yeah, it's just, how did he survive? And they're like, oh, you know, it was an armored car. It probably just, cause it was an armored yes. car. Uh, which I guess is why it wasn't full of poison was because it was full of money. And yeah, they're like, oh, it must have just sunk really fast. And I'm like, how did he get out? Like, how did he survive? I'm sure there was a daring escape here that we did not see. Yeah. I thought he was saved by the ghost. Yes. (gasps) Ah, maybe. Ooh, she pulled him out. Uh, She's voiced by uh, Kath Susie, by the way. Oh, cool. Oh, um. Who is also Professor Baranova. Okay, yeah, that's... Oh, there's so many voices, names I know, and then I, like, I can't place a voice immediately. Um, she was also She's Professor a Princess on uh, Animated. <laughs> ah, uh, speaking of uh, Ghostbusters, she was uh, Janine. Ah. Oh. And and wasn't she, I feel like this has come up before, the, like, younger sister who you never actually see but hear on Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad? That is correct. And uh, she was also uh, Kitty Pride on Pride of the X Men. Ooh, uh, we should watch that one of these days. I, I refu- as a Canadian, I refuse to watch anything with an Australian Wolverine. <laughs> I love Australian Wolverine. Yadengo. Yeah, you know, Australia famous for its Wolverines. <laughs> yes, I mean Hugh Jackman is Australian. He's, he's at so. least covering up that accent. Most now, now it is famous for its wolverines. Yeah, you, you know, just like famous Canadian superhero, the Wombat. <laughs> <sighs> that show. 
they tried. A little. Uh, anyway, so uh, the the Lady of Gri- so he claims that this is the Lady of Griffin Rock. What is the deal with the Lady of Griffin Rock? She's scaring me off the side of the cliff. Manset. Cade wants everyone to know that this is absolutely not real, and there's absolutely no such thing as ghosts. And if there was any such thing as ghosts, he would not be afraid of them. But that's okay, because <laughs> there is no such thing as ghosts. I do believe in spooks. I do believe in spooks. Yeah, so uh, so we're back at the the firehouse, and the robots they they want Cody to explain uh, what ghosts are, and specifically Blades wants to know because he's he doesn't quite understand what he is what they are, but he's very afraid of them. Yes, he's seen he, enough movies to know yeah. that there's something extremely scary. He's seen all fourteen haunted halls movies. Yes, Wait, like that's a tight like. Most of the times when you reference things like that, it's like you're trying to allude to something specific. But, like, what would Haunted Halls be, like, the knockoff version of? I can't well, I mean, if, if it has 14 movies, I'm thinking Amityville Horror. Yeah, I guess, but... Uh, Haunted Halls is a better title than Amityville, but it also sounds more like a, a ghost show on TV than a movie Yeah, show. Haunted Halls is definitely one of those shows where, like, a bunch of dicks... Uh, walk around some abandoned high school or something with night vision cameras <laughs> and convince themselves that, that every leaky radi- radiator pipe is a they're, spectral demon. They're all whispery. I mean, okay, yes, you're correct, but they're, those stupid ghost shows are good background <laughs> noise. <sighs> I mean, either they're stupid or, or they're just inept or they're goofy or, oh, that's obviously faked evidence. At least by the camera crew, not the people doing the show. Uh, and uh, anyway, specifically, uh, Chase wants to know if the existence of ghosts has been proven in a court of law. Yes. Not scientifically, but in a court of law. Well, we just have to ask the Scolari brothers. <laughs> I gave him the chair. <laughs> Tried him for murder. <laughs> Actually, spectral evidence used to be acceptable in court, at least in some places in New England, a century ago. Wow, so, only uh, a century? That's pretty good. Okay, maybe it might have been more recent than that. But it, it was... Oh, what? Um, I mean, that's definitely like a colonial New England sort yeah, of thing. Is um, to admit, like... Oh, I wish I could remember more old New England history. Oh, well, you see, I... There was one guy who, like, got really tired of it and got rid of it. What the hell was this? I, I didn't steal your laundry, uh... Prudence, good wife. Uh, that was uh, that was the ghost. <laughs> Stole that uh, that hat with the brass buckle on it. He did. <laughs> and actually, I think speaking of the Amityville Horror, I think they kind of tried to introduce the supernatural element to throw some doubt into the case of the actual murder that occurred there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- that's kind of how the movie's freaking right. Happened. They conspired with the people who bought that house. Uh, later played by uh, Margot Kidder and uh, James Brolin to sort of, well, you know, maybe you you get out of your mortgage. Maybe I get out of this murder rap. And uh, neither of those actually happened. But uh, decades later, the people who live in that house had to change the windows so people would stop coming around and taking pictures of it. Yeah. And I don't know, knocking on their door and asking about the, the devil pics or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, at that point, I say burn the house down. Well, that, yeah, that, cut your losses. That's how the ghost gets out, though. Oh. Uh, ghost change. Uh, ghosts are so ridiculous. Entertaining and interesting, but so ridiculous. Anyway, speaking of ghosts on TV, uh, Huxley Prescott is on the ghost beat. Oh, yes. of course he is. Of course, there's news happening, and it's stupid, so he's right there. I mean, I, I'm sure that he's done an episode of I Dare Me, where he goes into a haunted house or something. Oh, God, absolutely, Ooh, that- where he, like, spends a night yeah. in a haunted absolutely. house. Oh, now I want that to be a future episode, because that would be ridiculous. Except, unlike that one episode of Tales of the Crypt where they did that, I'm pretty sure he doesn't get murdered. I no. I love, I love I Dare Me. <laughs> <sighs> it's so bad. Anyway, so uh, so Cody drops over to see Frankie, and Doc Green, he believes in ghosts because he's built the spectral vapor filter, by which I mean it's literally just a ghost trap. Yeah. It, well, it, it, it's got green glowy bits on top, and and it, it doesn't quite have... It doesn't have the handle, and... Well, it does roll across the ground, but you don't see the little wheels, but... And it's no... It's, it's a Bluetooth-enabled ghost trap. So it has a new of different course. name. Of course. Well, I, I mean, it's it's a copyright non-infringing ghost trap. Yeah, but so but of nor- course he has a ghost trap. Normally, when you do that, you at least give it a different shape. That's true. Well, you can't just make it a a round one because that's what they used on Extreme Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was like a little dome. Yes. Anyway. So, uh, so yeah, they, so he's going to, this is a ghost trap, and while they're at the, uh, the Hall of Inspiration here, uh, they, put, they see a portrait of Charlotte Wayne, who is the Lady of Griffin Rock. What? Bruce Wayne's great-grandma? Stately Wayne Manor. Yes. Well, it doesn't sound like she had many, many in the way of descendants, because her, uh, her husband and her sons all went to sea and never returned. And they well, say yes, to this day... Way- the Wayne family curse. It's, it says husband and sons. It doesn't mention any daughters. Maybe she had a daughter who just left and moved to Gotham. Ah, yes, their ship. <laughs> it was waylaid in Crime Ocean by Captain Jack Chill. Crime oh, no. Ocean. <laughs> crime Ocean. Crime. It can at least be Crime Bay. Yeah, yeah the, the, the Sea of Crime. It be crime Bay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, our precious... C- uh, our precious cargo of pearls all spilling into the deep. Oh, this is such a tragedy. We never should have left that sea opera early. Oh, no. Oh, oh wasn't, there, wasn't there a plot line like where Batman was hopping around through time? Yes, that was after uh, Infinite Crisis, I think. Oh, I I the really hope there's crisis? a pi- There had to have been a pirate segment, and I really hope pearls fell into the ocean. In well, I'm segment. sure that there was like, you know, that Legends of Batman toy line from the 90s. There I'm, there was definitely a pirate Batman. Yeah. I know there is like a caveman version of Batman. There had to have been a pirate one too <laughs> in that storyline. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, they, uh, they, 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 uh, they take a picture of this to, to show to the driver and also uh, Cody takes one of these ghost traps to go back with him. He yes. gets back to the station, and Chief Burns is checking in on uh, Evan and Miles, who were arrested back in the Shrink Ray episode. Uh, Griffin Rock's only criminals. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
and uh, they are uh, being watched over in the as the only prisoners in the town jail by, I believe, one of only two cops on the island, and that is yes. Deputy Barney, who is he's literally named Barney. Yeah, he is, and guess who he sounds like? Well, 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 well if you're old enough. Well, golly. I can't believe he's not only that voice, but also just straight up Barney. named Barney. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, I guess, hey, if anybody's been watching a lot of Disney Plus, a new, a whole new generation is being introduced to being bored by Don Knotts movies. <laughs> I, uh, That's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're not the worst, but that they're, eh. Even Incredible Mr. Limpet ain't that great. <laughs> That's got cartoon parts. Yes. Everybody knows that movies with cartoon bits are the best kind of movies. Anyway, he is uh, not the sharpest, and he's wondering what the deal is with uh, Evan and Miles, because they're just pacing wordlessly back and forth, and they're not eating their dinner. Or sorry, they're not eating their lunch, so now he's wondering if if he should give them dinner. And... Again, they've just got brown hoodies on, and I still think they look like druids. <laughs> Wait, well, they're pacing their their runic pattern on the floor, trying to confuse poor old Barney Gumble. Yeah, but they're they're summoning ghosts. I I appreciate that those are the only people in the jail, but also that they're still in the jail. Yes, I mean pro- yeah. maybe you know. I guess we don't know how much time has passed, and also, they could have been wanted for a number of other crimes. I suppose, but you'd think they'd have gotten, like, transferred to a prison yeah, on, like, a state prison on the episode. It's been, like, <laughs> ten episodes or something? It's been quite a bit. It's been yes. roughly a month or more for us. Two months for us, at least. So, presumably, this is from a different effect, because, oh no, because last time... They didn't. Did they actually take them in? I can't remember. I yes, I'm pretty sure they got taken in. Hmm. Maybe they do just operate a small state prison facility on Griffin Rock for like the occasional criminals they have. So there you go. These guys are locked up. But it's just like basic sheriff's office from Barney Gum or um, Andy Griffith show. Yes, I. Yes. It, it's kind of like an old west jail. Yeah. Yes. It's just a couple walls with bars, and there you go. Yeah. Again, they don't seem to have a lot of, like, crime yeah. here on Griffin Rock. Just crazy things mm-hmm. happening. And speaking of crazy things happening, there's now a ghost in the bank. It is a, like, Revolutionary War ghost. Yes. A different g- 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 ghost. Yes. It, it did. Uh, it did make me think of uh, Fallout Four and like some of the the animatronic museum stuff they have in part of that. Ah, well, uh, we'll put a pin in that. We might come back to it. <gasps> dun dun dun. So yeah, they they get there. They take the ghost trap because uh, the chief is basically humoring Cody here because he he does not believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. And you know they're they're complaining. You know, Kate is complaining. You know what? Well, you know what's next? Bigfoot sightings. Or wait, or mates? Is it Heatwaves mentions Bigfoot? Oh, we better get a Bigfoot episode. I there, think so. I there think there kind of is a Bigfoot yay. episode. Heatwave mentions Bigfoot, and also the ghost like 
drifts through Chase, and he's like, uh, I have to agree with Blades. I, too, do not care for ghosts. Yes. <clears throat> so, the, and then the bank is, the security system goes off, all the, all the, like, security gates fall down, so they're now trapped in the bank with this ghost, and so they decide to split up, which Blades does not recommend. Oh, he's seen all those movies! You're not supposed to split up, and you're not supposed to be left alone! He He's the Jamie Kennedy of this episode. <laughs> now listen, this is what you do if you find yourself in a cartoon show about ghosts. <laughs> you gotta go to the old amusement park and find the old man who's been trying to sell the property. Unmask him, he's probably the ghost. Yeah, that's yes. the kind of thing It with- does start to have a, a Scooby-Doo vibe around this point. Yeah. I'm a little surprised there. We don't see a bunch of li- we don't see a hallway in this bank and they're just all running through the doors after this ghost. <laughs> yeah, you think, like, yes. that feels more like, like, Blade should have been referencing Scooby-Doo more than horror movies. Nope, he's just been straight up, like, mainlining, like, Pred- was he the one who mentioned Predator in the previous? I think he was, yes. Yeah. He watches a lot of weird movies. He's Blades is not watching age appropriate movies no. for himself. Well, I mean, it's age appropriate for him. He's you know probably millions of years old. No, he's a baby. <laughs> he's baby. Uh, so anyway, they they finally find you know they 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 end up running out of the bank. Heatwave basically tears the gate open. Yeah, yeah. It. he just, like, rips right through the wall, basically. I mean, it's a gate. It's like a sliding door with glass on the other side. Which just raises so many questions. Like Property the, okay. damage, sir. They open the bank door for someone to come in. They rip open the front gate for someone to come in. But the bank vault is full of, like, giant gold bars, which end up vanishing. Yes, the uh, they get back in, and all the money in the vault, it's gone. <gasps> Again, getting very Scooby-Doo at this point. Yep, and, but now the, the town is under full-on ghost invasion. Yeah. Yes. There's a go- They've got a necromancy problem here. That's right. There, there's, a, there's a baker ghost who's making enough soup to feed the island all winter. Yep, there's a mafia ghost. Yeah, see, here. And and the the weird thing is, they say that these ghosts are some of uh, like Griffin Rock's most upstanding citizens. Yeah, what did that gangster do? One of these guys is clear. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it felt like when they were saying that, like the, some of our most upstanding citizens, I was expecting, and our most notorious gangster or something. But no, apparently he's <laughs> famous for something too. What? Well, I that or Edward G. Robinson was from Griffin Rock. Uh, Look, he, he made really like some Robinson. really impressive innovations in the field of organized crime. Yeah, Maybe see, he you'll... invented the Tommy gun. Yeah, see, you'll be putting your hands up in the sky, or I'll be firing this laser Tommy gun, see? <laughs> yes. Yeah, one of them is just straight up a gangster. But yeah, it's just getting kind of crazy. They've, they've got a necromancy problem. Somebody's just been raising the dead. And then there's another guy who keeps telling everybody to get out while you can. (laughs) This this whole episode, I'm just going to make spooky ghost sounds. Get out. It's just how it's going to be. 
Also, at one point, I probably it's Chase says something that there's nothing grand about grand larceny. Yes. Which is a good line. <laughs> and also uh, mentions that ghosts are, uh, are defying both the laws of physical science and polite society. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, like, they rob the, the these specters and phantoms have robbed the bank and then every everything else feels like a de-escalation of robbing businesses this yeah like this, so, so he's ripping off the cash register yeah jewelry stores speaking of good lines this jumps ahead briefly but uh there is a point where dot green when he mentions that they they were some of griffin rock's most upstanding citizens he says when they were still upstanding and that's a really good undead joke and and the weird thing is at no point do we say that ghosts are dead people no yeah Uh, because when the bots are asking cody what a ghost is he says well they're yeah they're like the uh like the they're people from the past that are manifesting in the present. Yeah. Well, that depends. I noticed on... that when he was saying that there, that he they sort of like didn't straight up say they're dead people. Yes. Well, they, like ghosts don't have to be dead people according to these ghost hunting shows. Maybe they're just the echoes of people from the past. They're not actually the souls of the undead, dead, whatever. They're just contained and trapped in in um, limestone deposits and crystals underground, and they've been recorded <laughs> on stone tapes and other nonsense. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious at this point that Blades knows exactly where these dead people are coming from, and he probably just assumes they're all people who have been horribly murdered. Yeah, they're, 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 these people just all clawed their way up from hell. Yeah. You know, as you do. And uh, we've also got a uh, a ghost uh, scientist, uh, a uh, African-American lady with a fantastic hairdo, who's yes. just sort of walking around uh, yeah, a tree with a couple of test tubes in her hand, yelling Eureka, which is terrified. Yeah, Mr. she scared pa- Petty Paws up the tree. Yeah. Oh, kitty. And uh, I was already leaning very much to these being museum holograms and this was Uh the point where it was like these are obviously museum holograms and i was thinking back to our good friend chester a arthur yes yeah if we hadn't seen chester a arthur in previous episodes maybe this episode wouldn't been as predictable Mm -hmm. and uh huxley prescott tries to interview this ghost but then is terrified by her and runs away This, this just in ghosts a tree a cat <laughs> he's trying and also this restaurant ends up on fire because this other this restaurant tour is so a scared ghosts yes he runs away and the stove catches and 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 then cade just goes berserk and tries to extinguish this ghost with water yes Though he is relieved that there's an emergency in the case of the fire that is not a ghost. Yes. It's just a fire. And the, okay. the, the ghost trap does indeed briefly work on the ghosts, but only briefly. Yeah, what's up with that? We will find out, sort of. We got the tools, we got the talent. <laughs> anyway, so Chase has to save people from being crushed by uh, part of Huxley Prescott's van. And also this ghost gangster briefly ends up inside Blades, which terrifies him to no end. 
He's so scared. Oh, no. It's just like sitting in his passenger seat and he's <laughs> like, yeah, get it out. It's less like being haunted, possessed, and more like being haunted. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, how would you feel if there was a ghost inside you? The only way it could get worse if there's a ghost of a werewolf inside you or two wolves inside well, you. I mean, I mean, technically, isn't there a ghost inside of all of us? No, that's a skeleton. You're thinking about skeletons. Well, the ghost is what drives the skeleton. What, one day, I was lying in bed, trying to take a nap, and I'm just laying there, and I'm thinking, every single one of us owns an entire human skeleton, and we can't do anything with it. <laughs> because we can't do anything cool with it. I guess we you, each have an entire human skeleton. I guess the and best this you is- can- this is why I don't do drugs. It's because I have these things when I'm sober. Yeah, that's, I'm kind of in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, I guess the best you can do is donate bone marrow. Yes. Well, yeah. It's like every one of us has an entire human skeleton, and every single one of us has a ghost. <laughs> anyway, so Frankie happens to recognize this uh, lady scientist ghost. It is Elma Hendrickson, Rock's first female scientist, who... Uh, uh, her she got her middle name after. Yeah. So it yeah. is it is Francine Elma Green. Ooh. Cody is not that impressed. No. He's like we're we're trying to have ghosts here. Yes. So they. Uh, yeah. So they're looking at the the portraits in the Hall of Inspiration, and it's all the portraits of these people. You know, the gangster, the cook. Uh, this inventor guy. The butcher, the baker, and, the candlestick maker. I'm and then they're managed you, by another ghost, and it is indeed Chester A. Arthur. <laughs> telling you, he made some really exciting innovations in the field of organized crime. Chester A. Arthur? Sure. No. <laughs> no. The, the mob guy. Yeah, see, President, uh, President Garfield's been cut down, so now I'm running this show, see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no. That's right. President Guff, you've got whacked. So now I'm the big boss, the big cheese. Anyway, so they they start looking around, and it turns out Grenrock has a whole bunch of hologram projectors downtown for questionable reasons. <laughs> Projecting holograms, obviously. Yes. As you do, projecting holograms inside people's kitchens. And alleyways. Yeah. Yep. And it turns out that all of these sightings correspond with where all these projectors are. Yes. And then it, there's something unusual in the hologram database. Holograms of Evan and Miles. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So it turns out that nobody on this island has seen Superman 2. <laughs> no. Because they just pulled a Luthor and Otis on them. <laughs> I mean, Blades has probably seen it. That's true. Although he's weird, so he prefers he prefers uh, Superman Four: Quest for Peace. Ha! Uh, uh, no, not even a robot, not even an alien robot could prefer Superman Four to any other Superman movie. No way. <laughs> Maybe Superman Three. Yeah, that was uh, no. Has a few good points, but no. Yeah. Anyway, so these holograms were invented for the tricentennial of Griffin Rock in 1949. Oh w- wait. Wait. Mm-hmm. That 
No, it, it just seems weird. Like there's a town older than America. I mean, it, it makes sense, but it doesn't. I mean, there are there towns older than like you know, like Colonial Williamsburg and the and the like. Yeah. But it, but in it Maine? does say that Griffin Rock is a progressive community, given that Elma Hendrickson was a prominent enough scientist that they made a hologram of her in 1949. Mm. They made yeah, holograms in 1949. Good. That is odd. Well, presumably Science, they didn't make the hologram of her then. They, but well, they, they, they did. celebrated well, they her. They recorded it for the hologram. Ho- well, the tricentennial was in 1949. Yeah, so... Uh. Oh, Science Island, you are confusing me. <laughs> so they had holograms in 1949, and they made these for them. Mm. So anyway, they figure out that Evan and Miles are on the loose. They're they're haunting Griffin Rock with these holograms, and so time to and so it is time to stop them. So they they run a sting at the at the jewelry store where they leave it unguarded, and then surround it with not only themselves but also holograms of themselves. Oh great, more cops. Is is this um entirely <laughs> legal guys this using bait sting? I uh, I'm not sure. They should they should I mean, make holograms of their moms to scold them ooh, for their life of crime. Would have been better. Oh, and I also forgot there is a pretty great bit with uh Barney the deputy here where uh he was able to hack in there by using the station computer because they just said they were going to check their email. <laughs> yes. Yes. Barney Gumble then, doesn't know about email. Uh, not, not Barney Gumble. Barney Gumble is uh, a patron of Simpsons. Moe's Tavern. <laughs> oh, it, oh, what is it? No, what the f*** is that? Barney, Barney Fife. Fife. Oh. It's been so long since I've seen it. I'm from the South. I'm not allowed to forget. And also, I can't whistle, so you're going to have to do that for me. I'm not very good at whistling. And and then he also wonders if, since they're not coming back, can he have their dinner? I mean, to be fair, go for it. <laughs> and I mean, this looks pretty good for prison food, to be honest. Mm. Anyway, so I, I don't think this counts as entrapment. I mean, they're not enticing. They're not telling them to commit this crime. They're just leaving this jewelry store unguarded. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it, it, it's just odd. Yeah. So they so they they get in there. But then to fool them, they use their own holographic duplicates. Mm. <gasps> I'm telling you, they should have made them of their moms and then had them scold them. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, holographic duplicates chasing other holographic duplicates. Has there been a Transformers episode before? I feel like it has. Maybe, maybe one that involved Mirage or something? Maybe, or Hound? Maybe, yeah, something G1. Mm. They there love- was the one where they had that, like, fake science research facility that they projected and oh then, and they're yeah. all and a bunch of them were wearing trench coats yes or not lab, uh, coats. lab coats rather lab coats it was trench coats <laughs> when they were trying to impersonate uh, flashers in new york city in the 70s yes or ninja turtles <laughs> uh, anyway so heatwave just sprays all the evans and Mileses with water and knocks down the real two Ooh. yes so they have been busted and then also, Kate has a brief encounter with the Lady of Griffin Rock again. He's like, well, I'm not afraid of you anymore. You're just clearly a hologram. Yeah, you're not real. That's right. So we, we cut back to the Hall of Inspiration, and they've, uh, they've, they're now put, they're not, they've now got all these holograms on display, uh, in context, so they're less spooky, especially with this inventor, who's, uh, oh, originally yes. he was the, he was the get out while you still yeah. can. It's really get out while you still can. The future's in railroads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because he's on Griffin Rock, a town that 
does not have any railroads because it's an island. Yeah. Or at least it, well, we haven't seen any evidence of it. Well, maybe that's where he's, really. why he's saying, maybe that's why he's saying to get out. Yeah. Yeah, get go out. This, to a, go to a place where you can have a railroad. That's right. And uh, interestingly, all the ghosts we've seen that are there, except for the Lady of Griven Rock. <laughs> and uh, Doc Green's like, yeah, uh, she wasn't in the database. <gasps> dun dun dun! Ghost, which means that yes, in the world, in the uh, in the aligned continuity, which includes Transformers Prime and Rescue Bots, <laughs> ghosts are real. Yeah. yeah, that mobster is not an upstanding citizen. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was like a maybe he like robbed from the rich, gave to the poor. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm gonna put out there that he made exciting advances in Tommy Gun technology. He uh, he he built a robot that made moonshine that made uh, bootleg gin. Or maybe he got famous rum running on an island. Well, no, that would have been. Um, what do you call rum running when there's a boat involved? Is that still rum running? I think that's still rum running. Okay. Uh, hey, maybe he was. Uh, he was. You know, he was like uh, like Joe Kennedy. <laughs> He made all his money, uh, you know, off, uh, off illegal hooch, and then, uh, like, his, his dynasty eventually led to, uh, uh, the mayor. Ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, I could see that. They got kind of similar builds. Faces. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, I see uh, it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, this was, un- I enjoyed this episode. It was very silly and kind of predictable. But, uh, I, I enjoyed the Barney Fife stuff. I enjoyed the, uh, <laughs> the, the ghost stuff. Yeah, I like that we got the return of our only criminals. That's right. Yeah, it, it does seem how like they planned this entire. Th- they had to do plan this entire thing before they got in jail to execute when they were in jail. But uh, whatever. I suppose they were working on this caper when they got busted. Yeah, it, it's very predictable ghost stuff. But uh, yeah, it was good. It was fun. It was fun. I, I like that Blades just watches terrible movies that he absolutely should not be watching as such a tiny cinnamon roll. All right. So I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes. Tell us about the tokus. This week on... Tell us about the people in crazy rubber costumes. QQ Sentai, Gogo 5, the new sixth soldier. Oh, we are getting a sixth ranger. Ooh. Not. Oh. Although, well, uh, th- this episode is a series of disappointments. Well, the very first scene is just children playing on a playground. I was like, oh no, please no, don't be a kid friend, kid centric episode. But it isn't. It's only that scene to set up like knocking something down later in the episode. Uh, Kyoko has come. Kyoko, the the their astronaut friend who's the voice of Asuka from Evangelion, shows up again. It's been a few episodes since she's been here. And she rode in on her bike. Ooh, Kyoko's a biker chick. Yay. And, like, um, they end up thinking she might become a sixth ranger because, like, she's there again helping out Dad in the lab. And there's, like, blueprints for something in a drawer that's like, ooh, Dad's building something new. It looks like a, a helmet for a new ranger. Or it could be the face of a new giant robot that looks kind of like, um... A ranger? Oh, the, the, no, <laughs> the... Well, it made me think a little bit of the, um, uh, Iron Leaguers. A bit. Oh, no! The face. 
but but the proportions are like normal transformer <laughs> robot size and things. Not, not chibi. No, not chibi. But it, it's just a, a very Iron Leaguer-ish face with a mask on it. Um, and a football helmet? No, not a football helmet. It, it, <laughs> it's, I guess, a shuttle astronaut helmet it's supposed to evoke or something, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, Ghost Mom is mad at the demon siblings again because you were doing so well and then your monster died last episode. Okay, Mom, we'll we'll do better. We'll go kill some rangers. And... Zilfi's the oldest brother who summoned these monsters last episode is, is like paranoid that like someone else could replace him as the head of the family because mom's mad and he's just like stressed and on edge, but more so like he pulls a knife and thinks about killing his tiny baby brother drop, <laughs> which what? is weird. Like what, what did the, the, like he's rambling about like the year of the dragon or something coming up, I think. But then their butler comes in, so he, he vanishes the knife away. No, I wasn't going to kill my little baby brother. I was just looking at how adorable he is. It's, it's like the attempted infanticide comes out of nowhere, seemingly. Yeah, that's creepy and scary. <laughs> yeah, especially since, like, the, the so far, like, the siblings get along rather well. Like, because they're a parallel of the heroes, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, they're argumentative with each other, but they're still a family. Right. So th- th- this fraction within them, like, it makes sense to counterpoint them against the heroes, but it also feels like this, like, is an acceleration out of nowhere right now. <laughs> anyway, he yells at the, the two super monsters that are still around. It's like, go kick the rangers butt. And they're like, they're all theatrical. It's like, okay, we're going to announce when they're going to fight them by having the moon have a projection of a giant talking skull on it to <laughs> announce to the world, we're going to have a fight at sunrise. Meet us there. We dare you. It's like just, just talking the, skull the moon. Great. Like how... How do they know that that's specifically who they're, who the moon is talking to? Like, does everyone on in that hemisphere think yeah, that the thing. I don't, someone's I don't know gonna if fight like them? Aiming specifically at that town, or if this is the talking to the entire planet? I prefer the idea it's talking to the entire <laughs> planet. Just challenge everyone. Yes. Anyway, of course, they go to a rock quarry or something, or it's like, an abandoned building factory or something. I think I've seen it in other tokusatsu, but I can't entirely place it. Like, it's not as familiar as, like, the Rock Quarry, or there's this one uh, outdoor theater that they go to all the time. But, like, there was one shot that's like, oh, wait, I, I've seen that in Kamen Rider Kuga. What? What? It was familiar. Anyway, most of the episode is a long fight there as they're sort of getting their butt kicked, but they're strategizing, separating the monsters so they can bury one in rubble and then take out the other one. And then they do that. And uh while they're fighting, the they summon a giant robot. They're fighting the one that's been turned, that was killed and turned into a giant monster again. Like Zilfi's, the eldest brother, comes out and berates the other monster for like, you weren't helping enough. You didn't. Stop them from killing the other guy. And then there's talk about, oh, we were playing a game or something. It's very weird, like the one surviving monster is game obsessed or something. But then Zilfies just stabs him from behind. Yikes. Killing him and turns him into another giant monster. Well, he's dead. (laughs) Yes. 
It's like, no, follow my order. Which, like, Sad. is a good strategy, but also, like, horrible management at the same time. It's like, yeah. you're killing your guys, but killing your guys is how you turn them into giant monsters. So, <laughs> it's to your advantage, but it's mur- it's it's weird. Anyway, it's like, so the two giant monsters are too much for the rangers. But then the sixth, right, the sixth soldier shows up who is, well, they send out, it's not Kyoko, sadly. She was helping repair their main robot. So they're fighting in the train robot again. But they send out the sixth ranger, which is, um, Liner Boy, who is a train with solar panels on it. Wings flip out. It's a space shuttle. Flies up into space. Solar panels charge up. It comes down, transforms into a short, little, energetic, jumpy, kicky robot boy that sounds helps them like defeat a the good, monsters. This sounds like a good toy. I kind of like it's take an Astro Train and give him a white and blue redeco mm-hmm. and <laughs> more toyetic, little, energetic boy proportions, and that's Liner Boy. <laughs> like it, it's an AU Astro Train where he's a good guy. <laughs> And he helps win the day. They defeat the two monsters. Yay, good job. And that's it. Which which is setting up more. But like the 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 elder brother trying to kill the younger brother feels like it feels like something that should have been built up more before this point because I think it's going to hit ahead quickly soon. Mm-hmm. It's just odd. Do we go from zero to oh, I'm going to kill my brother? <laughs> eh, relatable. All right. So that is, uh, that is the haunting of Griffin Rock. We'll be back next week with more, uh, rescue bots. Ooh, spooky ghosts. (laughs) Sadly, no spooky ghosts. Aww. Instead, we'll just be telling some, uh, some little white lies. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up for hosting expenses and other things. Uh, that is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, we are wrapping up Kimono Friends after like three years of right. doing it intermittently in between yeah. various blockbuster movies and also like the Warcraft movie. And other oddities. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, only a dollar a month can get you access to that and all of our archives for that. That's patreon.com slash icon underground. All right. So in, so that, uh, that does it for this week. So next week we'll be back. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Freaky ghost, freaky ghost, busting, 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 busting. Hi, David. Okay, good. Okay. There we go. Arya was making demands to go outside, but she seems to have settled down, so that's good. Alright. Take a nap. All right, sorry. Are you troubled <laughs> by strange noises in the middle of the night?